Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My name is Birdie, and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Hello, and welcome to your spirit diaries. Robert is normally here to co-host this podcast with me, but he is not feeling very well. We have both been having a lot of allergies this season, so we've been doing a lot of care for ourselves to help alleviate those symptoms, but unfortunately, he is unable to record this, so I am wishing him well, and hopefully he will be back with us next week, but we are going to continue on, and it will feel a little retro like when I used to host a podcast by myself, so... A little lonely, but fun all the same. I do want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. It has been an amazing journey to share my journey of growing up as a medium. So somebody who can communicate with spirits. And I know Robert has really enjoyed telling some of the wild stories he has of growing up in still, I would say, one of the most haunted houses and buildings I've been in. I'm really curious to see if any of these places we go to this first season will top his house. So I I am definitely hoping one day we can get to investigate his house. But for now, um, I think it's a no. <laughs> but I also want to tell you all over on Etsy.com slash shop slash spirit diaries. We have our store, so if you do want to help support the podcast, any sales over there directly go back to helping fund the podcast and fund our first season of investigations, which will be premiering, I have a date, you guys, in early August. So I am getting really excited. That is going to be free to watch over on our YouTube channel. So make sure you are going to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way you can watch that season. We will have exclusive behind the scenes and uncut footage releasing for our patrons. And while I mentioned patrons, I just want to say thank you so much for being a patron and supporting our podcast. We absolutely appreciate it. And I cannot say thank you enough. So back to talking about Etsy, there are new products over there. So I have added a new Spirit Diaries t-shirt with our little ghost buddy on them. His name is Carl, by the way, and he is my favorite little guy. He comes with a free sticker with all of our candle orders, but I have absolutely fallen in love with Carl and he is my personal mascot now. And I've also added a room spray. So for those of you 
who want to cleanse spaces and you use incense or candles or anything of that sort. So sometimes we're in places where we're unable to burn an item. So this is where I would use a room spray and it's really good for just setting your personal intentions or mind space or if you are using it for cleansing. I truly, truly, truly enjoy the room sprays and I've been using them and I also use them just to help with certain things such as our Morpheus room spray. I use it every single night before I go to bed and it sort of just puts me in that relaxed zen space. But again, I really love it for cleansing different areas. So I will be adding more scents and more sprays with different attributes over time. But they are a great way to, you know, if you're in the car and you're like, oh, or you can't use it in an apartment building or anything and you just need that smokeless spray. So that is a great thing over there. So thank you all for supporting us over there and checking out our products. They're a ton of fun to make. And without any further ado, I think we're going to just jump straight into today's episode. So I know our past few episodes have been a little dark and I definitely was thinking about cutting out some of the subjects. I know it's gotten a little weird (laughs) with the podcast and the important part is that this all plays a factor and one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to share everything unfiltered and as time goes on I've definitely questioned how unfiltered I want to go but I am trying to stick as true and as unfiltered as I can to these stories because it all plays a part and I really want to understand why some people are more connected than others or why these experiences happen and what are these experiences really? Is it us connecting to our own intuition? Is it us connecting to spirits? Is it us connecting to other beings such as aliens? You know, the ultimate truth is that no one really knows within the science community or the paranormal community. Science has not been able to debunk all of these things that have been experienced just as there's been no proof of a lot of these things that are experiences. So we are in this gray space in between, but I have no doubt that science will eventually catch up and prove it one day. It's a really weird thing to think about how do we prove this or how do we actually collect evidence? And there's so many variables that it's really hard to take scientific approach to the paranormal and while it can be done it is very difficult and large case studies are needed so i think in this time with the current technology we have one of the most beneficial things is people sharing their experiences and putting out the information they can get even with paranormal investigations because every little bit of what some people call evidence or uh, any bit of unexplained content or unexplained experiences I think help add to the narrative of where we should look next scientifically. So I am excited to see this field progress in the future, but I do think even sometimes scientifically barbaric attempts such as going into haunted buildings and filming with cameras, I still think that is beneficial to forwarding our understanding of where we should further investigate in the future. 
So after the events of the last episode, I did want to shut off completely. I had no interest in the paranormal. I wasn't watching any sort of paranormal TV. I wasn't involved with it in any other way. And after that experience, I was completely done. I thought it was weird. It was too much for me to process. And I didn't want to have any other experiences at all. So whenever I saw a spirit or whenever I started to get information, I just pretended like it wasn't there and it wasn't happening and went on with my life. I didn't talk to Robert about it. I didn't talk to myself about it. There was no internal dialogue. It was just very, if I don't waste my mind space on it, perhaps it will stop. So I ended up getting an internship with a government sort of position and the office was on several acres of land without anything else around it and it was in this very old house that was built in 1909. And this house would have been considered a mansion. And I remember my first day pulling up to the house my gut just dropped because there was no way I was going to have the guts to walk in the front door. It was half under renovation and it looked quite intimidating to walk into. And of course, at this point, I'm like, no way. I don't want anything to do with this place. And you could already feel that it was haunted. So if you are more attuned, and even if you're not, you know there's those buildings that you see where you're like, if ghosts exist, they're in that one. <laughs> and this is exactly how this house was. Luckily, I was not the only intern, and there was a guy who showed up and parked right next to me. We kind of looked at each other and got out of the car, and we're like, are you an intern? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And he looked at the house, and he looked at me, and he's like, I am never going in there alone. And I sort of laughed, and I was like, yeah. I was like, I was hoping somebody would show up because I also didn't want to go in there alone. So we walked up to the house together and opened the front door and the house inside was almost original. It was beautiful, but definitely had a presence. And this guy who I just met next to me was incredibly wigged out. He was very uncomfortable being in the house. And so I decided, you know, to take the lead. So I was like, hello, is anybody here? We're interns and this uh, older man comes down the stairs and he's like, oh, hey, I, you know, I'm who you're going to be working with. And uh, we went from there. Over the course of this internship, I spent a lot of time at this house and uh, <laughs> there were these narrow stairs. So old houses have really small stairs that went up to a second story. And that's where um, a lot of the offices were and some of these research rooms that we were utilizing. So we went upstairs and one of the times I was going up the stairs, I saw two children, a boy and a girl, dart into a side room and I popped my head in the room 
not realizing they were spirit kids, I thought perhaps this guy brought his children or grandchildren with him. And I, I popped my head in and there was nobody in the room, but it was an old bedroom. And I, ooh, I have the chills just thinking about it. And all of a sudden the smile left from my face and I thought, oh my goodness, those were spirit children. Here we go again. <laughs> so I ignored it and I continued on over the course there. I would either see or hear little giggles from these kids all the time. There was times when we would have meetings downstairs and you would hear people running up and down the stairs. And I'm not talking about the house settling in like a few creaks every now and then, but you would hear the pitter patter of little feet going and it was wild. We all sort of looked at each other and just continued on. One of the times I was there, I walked out back and there was a woman and she smiled at me. I smiled at her. She looked like she had been cleaning something and I went to go grab some uh, tools and um, they were in a back storage area and she walked out and went into this room I had never been in or seen before. And it was detached from the house. Uh, I didn't know at the time that's where the servant's quarter was, but I watched her go in there and I went inside and I told the main guy who was working there, I was like, hey, are we allowed to go into that room? Like, is there anything in there that we need to access or utilize? And he's like, no, definitely never go in that room. That's one of the areas they hadn't touched yet. And he said it was completely unsafe to be in there. And I thought that was really weird because the cleaning lady had just gone into that room. So time had passed and I was out there with one of the guys one day and I peeked my head into the room. There was no floor in this room. The wood uh, floor was busted down to the dirt. Um, to where there was a few feet drop in space because this house was lifted a little bit off the ground and wallpaper was peeling off the walls and the ceiling. And I was just in shock. And I looked back at the one guy and he's like, what's in there? And I told him nothing. And he's like, I don't know why. Whenever I walk past that room, I feel like there's somebody in there. And I told him, yeah, it's like, I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> but it became a thing to where none of the interns went inside unless we waited for somebody else to show up with us. And we never went in there alone. But aside from that, I, I really didn't pay much mind to it. I didn't try to communicate with the children. I didn't try to communicate with that woman. I didn't want to learn more. Um, I just wanted to pretend it wasn't happening and years were passing. So two years had passed. Um, during that time I did that internship, we got married <laughs> and that was also in a haunted place, not by choice, uh, mind you, um, this place I had always wanted to be married in. And I didn't know it was haunted until everybody uh, left me upstairs in this place completely alone. And our wedding had started and <laughs> uh, my mom was supposed to let me know when I was supposed to walk down the aisle, uh, but they all left me. So I was just chilling upstairs 
well, I guess they were waiting for me to walk down the aisle and I didn't know because um, nobody came and got me. But I ended up finding the photographer and we figured out that I was supposed to run down that aisle and get married. So <laughs> uh, upstairs was creepy. Again, I tried to put my blinders on as much as possible and uh, not much else happened. Nothing significant to talk about except the fact that we were falling on really hard times the area we were living in and the area we grew up in was gentrifying incredibly fast and we were not able to keep up um our rent was raising by hundreds of dollars um none of our family was willing to let us even camp in their backyard to sort of save up money for a few weeks to try and find a different place. Um, our lease had run out unexpectedly and we were going to be homeless unless we did something drastic like move states. So that's what we did. And we moved several states away from where we grew up to a place we had never ever been before. And that is when everything changed <laughs> at that point I really feel like if there is anything that I would ever feel like was destiny it was this whole situation so I had ended up getting a job several states away <laughs> and I had a phone interview with this lady and with some unknown reason she decided to hire me for this position while I lived out of state um, she held off for several months without an employee to wait for me instead of hiring somebody else and she herself did not know why she wanted to make all these rule changes for me she did not know that we were on the verge of being homeless. She had no idea of our situation. And she really went out of her way to let me get this job. And I was beyond grateful for it. And this woman would be one of the most influential people in getting me back on track with my mediumship in my entire life. So I am incredibly grateful and I cannot wait to share stories about what happened as soon as I got to this job and how it completely changed my life. And it is noted that this was not a spiritual job. This was a job in a medical office and I had no idea what I was in for <laughs> when I would start there. So stories next time are going to go down the rabbit hole of when my mediumship decided there was absolutely no turning off. And that is a fun story. So thank you all for listening to the Spirit Diaries. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have, please consider leaving us a rating wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on Google or wherever you can. That would be absolutely wonderful and we'd appreciate that. And otherwise, I will see you all next time. 
Thank you for listening to The Spirit Diaries. Thank you.